Hello and welcome to the Wholehearted Healer podcast, the podcast where busy and amazing women come to be inspired and to remember their next right step. I am your host, Dr. Avine Banish, and together we will talk about wellness, spirituality, and living a wholehearted life. Each season we will delve into different topics, and in this first season we are talking about wholehearted weight loss as a tool to increase vitality and reclaim purpose. I am so glad that you're here. Hello, my friend. Thank you for tuning in. This week, you're in for a treat. I have an interview coming up with Dr. Ariana Platten, um, someone who I really admire. She is such a depth of wisdom and such an example of wholehearted living, um, as well as a wonderful spiritual teacher. So I hope you really enjoy this episode. Okay, so welcome to the Wholehearted Healer podcast. I'm really excited today um, to have a guest on that I just admire so much. My heart is really full. Um, I have Dr. Ariana Platten Platten on today, and um, my family and I met Ariana when we moved to Colorado Springs um, and found her as this amazing minister at the Unity Spiritual Center in the Rockies. And what I really loved about Ariana was that from the first time we stepped into that space, she was someone to me who really embodied this idea of wholeheartedness. She was this real person who was living her life um, from this place of wholeness. And, and that wholeness and that light translated to everyone who was lucky enough to hear her speak um, every week. And she is such a well-rounded, amazing woman. Um, She has done so many things in her life and has so many iterations and so many more to come, I'm sure. Um, But just a little bit about her. She she started her career in radio and TV broadcasting. She has started a marketing firm. She is an author. She was an ambassador for the Parliament of World Religions. Um, She was a wisdom keeper and recently featured in a really amazing docu-series called Time of the Sixth Sun. And she is someone who just lives her life deeply committed to interfaith collaboration and dialogue. And um, although she has stepped down as minister at um, the Unity Spiritual Center, her presence in the world is still so full and I can't wait to see all that is coming next from her. So Ariana, welcome so much. So grateful to have you here. It's so nice to be here with you, Avine. So nice to just share some sacred space with you. I love that. So um, it's been a while since I've seen you, um, and a lot has happened in the last, well, since COVID began, right? Centuries have happened, it feels like, for some. Um, So on this podcast, we talk about this concept of how to really show up in the world wholeheartedly. And I feel like in the past year and a half, two years, that it's it's never been more important, but it's also never been more challenging, perhaps, to really step up fully as ourselves. So can I just ask what you feel living wholeheartedly entails or what that means to you? That's a really good question. I was actually in my head thinking, I wonder what that word means to Avine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to me, um, years ago, I was watching a competition and there was a question asked of the contestant. And the question was, what does it mean to live in integrity? And uh, the person gave 
a very long and um, interesting response. And it was fun to listen to. But when she completed, the judge said, the word integrity means to be whole. When something has integrity, it's whole. There's no, there's no space or brokenness to it. And so when I think about wholeheartedness and living wholeheartedly, for me, it's largely um, making every effort to live in integrity. And obviously, as human beings, we have brokenness. We have things that have happened to us and, and um, you know, ways that we, we have uh, been injured by life. But to live in a whole way from your heart is to, for me, to do your best to be authentic, to do your best to, um, to be connected to the people and the, and the places and the circumstances of your life, rather than just kind of moving through without observing or without interacting, or maybe moving through in observance rather than connectedness. I love that. And I feel like the people who tune into this podcast are this amazing group of women who I think that you have wisdom for. So, so women who are trying to do lots of things in the world, trying to mother and shine their light and make an impact. And so I wonder, I, I saw you as someone, um, you know, as I got to know you and witness you at Unity, someone who seemed to balance caring for others, so caring for everyone who was in that community so beautifully while nourishing yourself. And I'm sure that this has been a journey. <laughs> but I wonder if you can share wisdom for women. How do we do that? How do we show up in the world and put ourselves on the list at the same time? Yeah, it's a good question, isn't it? It's something we all we all confront and um, like you, I've had my own challenges with it. You know, we wouldn't be doing this work if we didn't know it was challenging mm -hmm. and, and didn't know there was a need in the world. Um, but juggling a family, and I have four boys and a spouse who I love and want to have time for and a community and extra work outside of that community, bigger work in the world or other work in the world. and then. Also finding that place for myself. Uh, the greatest tool I've found for that is being in the right now moment. Is really understanding there's a difference. There are three places that we exist. We exist in our understanding and our experience that comes from things we've already been through from our past. Mm -hmm. and, and then we have uh, those things that we're looking forward to that we're imagining into and we're manifesting or creating in our life, or maybe we're manifesting those things and, and imagining into them for our families and for our communities. And then there is this moment, this in-breath, this out-breath, this moment right now that really gets less attention than the others because this is a space where we're doing. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference between doing in this moment and being in this moment. So being in this moment is centering in the breath, breathing in, finding yourself in your body, really finding yourself in here, not moving around it, mm -hmm. but actually 
using your breath to come down into the belly, to notice your feet on the ground, to notice the fabric of your clothing against your skin, to be in this moment without judgment of this moment. And one of the one of the tools I've been playing with a lot lately is the use of our eyes, that we kind of use our eyes as projectors. They're projectors and they're our, kind of our GPS system. So mm-hmm. we use our eyes to look and find what we're looking for. And when we do that, we're only looking for a certain thing. And if it's not that, it's not that, not that, not that, not that. We're not really looking. We're searching for something. Or we're finding our way from point A to point B. So we have a lot going on in our brain at that time. Really, really different. A really different experience is to allow your eyes, and I'm looking right now at the plane that is my desk, and just to allow your eyes to move slowly across a plane of wherever you are in this right now moment. Um, I have a big picture of a swan over my desk. So if I tilt my eyes up and look at that without having to define what's in the picture, just allowing the picture to come in through my eyes to notice how I feel when I look at it, to be present to the detail of it, to allow myself to take in the, the, um, the minute places that call my attention. It might be a color or a texture or a brush stroke, but something that connects me in a different way. That kind of practice brings us to right now. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a receiving for the eyes rather than a projecting with the eyes. And we can do that anywhere we are. You know, we, we do that a little bit when we're at a museum or when we're observing uh, someone else, maybe even observing our children that we kind of take in who they are, but we rarely do it as a spiritual practice, as a wholehearted practice, as a, as a practice for bringing ourselves to the place where we're sitting right now. And um, I find that practice really, really useful it, and kind of brings me to my breath again, like back to my breath, just breathing in this place. And when I do that, then I can think about myself then I can actually get to how am I feeling right now? What am I doing right now? What's going on with my body, with my mind, with my emotions, all of that. Um, I think we sometimes think that that doing for ourselves has to be this great big thing. I have to drive out and go to a whole spa day. Exactly. But just 10 minutes of just being rather than doing in this moment can be incredibly healing. I love that. You're, I mean, you're speaking my language with vision, but I, I feel that that vision as a receiving, you know, vision as a two-way street. And um, what a beautiful way to shift. I mean, even just you talking about it, I feel a settling in my presence. Um, and then I love when, when we use our vision that way, you know, I feel as if the universe is constantly interacting and giving us signs and giving us guidance. And when we use our our vision in that way, I mean, so much of the brain is related to vision that if we receive in that way, that we're also 
accessing intuitive guidance that we would otherwise just fly right past us. Absolutely. That's one of the things I love the most about it is there's a way of walking through our now, our right now, this now, and this now, and this now. There's a way of walking through our right now, knowing that in every moment of our existence, spirit is has our back, is supporting us, and is communicating with us to answer all the questions we have and give us the tools that we need. And uh, being present and making, again, that 10 minutes, 10 minutes now, 10 minutes this evening, 10 minutes whenever you need that 10 minutes allows that information from spirit to give you exactly what you're looking for. Yeah, and that we don't have to wait until we are um, over my desk, I have a picture of a sunset on a beach in Florida that I took. And, you know, sometimes we feel as if we have to wait until we get to that vista, like something that takes our breath away, but that it can be moment by moment in the mundane beauty of the ordinariness of our day. Or we believe that we have to go to a place. Right. Like when I go on vacation, I can make time to take in the beauty of life. This, this kind of um, goes back to cultivating an environment that is filled with things that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. So that when you have a moment to be in this kind of present state, you can look around you and find things that you know you love already. And to look at them more deeply, to appreciate them more deeply, to allow them in rather than going out to them to really let the energy of that thing, like this picture over your desk has, it has memory, but it also has a feel. Yes. And to allow that feeling to come to you can be profoundly shifting when you're having a tough time, when you're trying to be everybody for, you know, be everybody for everyone. Mm-hmm. It, it gives you a, a very quick and accessible and um, altering kind of experience that you can immediately get to. I love that. I look forward to, I mean, I I feel as if I practice that to some degree, but I'm going to be more conscious about it. And it's just such a simple tool, I think, for those listening. I mean, everyone can do that. Well, and you can do it with your ears as well as your eyes. Yeah. Right? What happens if you sit still? Yeah, I love to do this on my front porch to go outside sit on my front porch for a minute and just instead of going at it with the expectation, just noticing the sounds in my neighborhood, just simply allowing, and I'll hear the wind chimes on someone's porch or a bird that's far away. Or if I'm really lucky, you know, those moments when something flaps over your head, some bird comes flying by and you, you actually hear the wings flap, you know, those things are, We don't think of them as events that would alter us, but we are given our senses in this body as a way of being in this body and being being in this body and being connected. So our sight, our sound, um, sometimes I like to eat my lunch, just, you know, how some people separate their food all out by category. My children did that when they were little. Right. So when you, when you actually eat one thing in silence and you allow, you notice the texture and you notice 
the taste and you notice the the feel and how you you know is does this feel nourishing to you does it feel indulgent to you does it is it sweet is it sour is it uh, does it make you feel stronger in your form or does it make you feel like you're doing something special for yourself these senses we rarely use them to the maximum degree so when we when we step back into our senses they only exist right now even this simple process of breathing. You can't breathe anywhere but in this moment. You can't breathe in the past and you can't breathe in the future. So when you place your attention on the, on the practice of breathing in and breathing out, you have no choice but to bring yourself into your, into your form, into this space, into this right now moment. Beautiful. I'm reminded a few weeks ago, I was walking at Bear Creek in the morning. I was walking our dog, Ruby, and I, um, it was just, a, it's been a breathtaking fall here. And I heard leaves falling. Yeah. In my track, you know, you, you don't think about that. I heard them falling and it was so neat. And it, it's, it kind of, it's crystallized in a very beautiful way in my mind. There have been, you know, how many minutes and days and weeks since that has happened and I can go right there. So it is a really beautiful way to find ourselves in the present. That's so simple. I love it. And I think sometimes we feel lost in the present. That's the, that's the point we're missing, right? My every moment is wrapped up with what my kids need and my husband needs and my job needs and the world needs from me. And this right now moment is what we are missing a sense of being. Mm -hmm. So these are, these are really simple ways to bring yourself into this space. Thank you so much, Ariana, for sharing that so much wisdom in that. Um, you know, I think it's been a, beyond just the balancing and the, the holding, I think it's been, um, a very challenging time for many people in the world. And there's been, um, just a lot of a lot of change, a lot of resistance to change, a lot of suffering. Um, can you speak to how to remain wholehearted when things get challenging? I know you've had some health challenges recently. Um, what would you say to that idea? Just how how do we when when things really get hard? How do we do this? So. For me, the story I'm telling myself is the key to everything. Mm -hmm. So just to kind of synopsize the last few months for me, I last April, the end of uh, the end of March, beginning to, of April, I got COVID. Um, seven weeks later, I was on oxygen. I never had to be admitted in the hospital, but I had to go to the hospital because my oxygen levels were so low. And um, in order to get off oxygen, I had to have an x-ray of my lungs done. So I had this x-ray and my doctor found a mass in my lungs and said, oh, don't worry. Let's give it two weeks. It's probably just COVID. It's, you know, we're seeing all kinds of weird things with COVID. So I waited two weeks. Two weeks later, we did another x-ray. Um, when we did the x-ray, the mass hadn't changed at all. And she said, I want you to go see a pulmonologist, but don't get freaked out about it because it's just COVID. 
So I went to the pulmonologist and the pulmonologist said, let's do a CT scan, but don't get freaked out about it. It's just COVID. So I did the, the CT scan, came back and he said, I'm going to put you on a really strong antibiotic and let's see if we can get rid of this thing. Two weeks later, we did another CT scan, still there, still the same size, nothing changed. And um, he's brought up the, the words lung cancer. And until that point, I don't think those words had come to mind because I really was kind of following the, this is the aftermath of COVID. We don't know what it is. So we set up a date for a biopsy. Um, I had the, as you mentioned, I left the church. We uh, re- just retired from congregational ministry. I'm moving into online ministry. Um, and that will kick off sometime in January. But for right now, I, uh, I, I went and had the biopsy done on the 25th. They confirmed I had a malignant mass. On the 28th, I gave my last service at the church. On the 30th, I turned in my keys. And on July 15th, I had surgery to remove a a piece of my lung. And um, doing that removed the cancer and brought me to, you know, to no, no chemo, no radiation, nothing. Really kind of like I'm one of the rare people who gets to say having COVID probably saved my life. So... It was incredibly challenging to go through all of this for me. I'm I'm very busy, as you said. I have a lot to do. I, I had to put put my Wonder Woman costume in the closet mm-hmm. and be very human for a while to move through all of this. And um, finding finding the story that supported me was really important because in our heads we can write whatever story we want about our lives. We can write that we're the victim of the big C. We can write that this is a challenge and an opportunity to rest and and relax and really breathe differently. Mm-hmm. And both of those stories are valid, aren't they? They are. Like they're really valid. How I got through this was to, first of all, recognize that it was okay to be human and to grieve with the process to allow myself the tears as they came, to allow myself the fear as it came, to allow myself times of quiet and to pull away from all of community and everything else and really take care of myself and to look at, at my belief. And this is a, this is a written uh, cultivated belief for me. My written cultivated belief is that spirit always has my back and that everything that is happening in my life is somehow happening for my good. So looking for the good, looking for the gain. Um, And for me, some of the gain was learning to cry again. Some of the gain was uh, really understanding that this is a human body that requires certain things to be well, and that I was pushing too hard. You know, some of the gain was um, going through the experience of cancer in a very small way. I mean, really in a blessed, blessedly small way and recognizing the impact that it had on me and realizing how much 10 times more the impact might be on someone who had to go through those other steps, chemotherapy and radiation and other things. So 
it was a wonderful opportunity for me to um, to kind of have a better understanding of other people and what they might be experiencing in life. So constantly looking for the gain, constantly looking for how I'm being shifted, uh, what I'm learning about myself and the world, all of that makes a big difference when you're going through a challenge, whatever your challenge is, whether it's a health challenge for yourself, or it's a challenge for your children, or it's a it's the political state of the world, you know, which has been very challenging for all of us, the health-oriented state of the world. What, what uh, our, a friend of ours from Unity, uh, Richard Anthony, when he was in the hospital said to me, I can't wait to see the good that comes from this. And that has stayed with me. That was several years ago. But that statement saying, well, I can't wait to see the good that comes from this points your brain and your heart in a different direction than being a victim of what's happening. I mean, that's just so incredibly powerful, Ariana, how you have framed that and lived that. And, you know, you spoke to, for me, um, having gone through medical school, it was when my youngest son was sick and in the NICU that I really, I think that that understanding and compassion of others sometimes can really own, it's like a, it's, it's something that we have to go through to really understand. And that passion, once you experience it, it's, it stays with you. I mean, not that we want to have to suffer, but, but when we do, and when you frame it that way, your future work in the world is just going to have so much more depth than it already did. And it was so amazing, even prior to this, that, that what good is going to come of this? It's, for you and for those who you're going to impact in the future. Absolutely. And I try and be really careful about using the word suffer very cautiously, right? Because the, the words that we use tell us our experience. True. So I am moving through moments that include suffering and pain and joy and insight and healing. and all of that is is part of this experience. It's not only one piece. And that um, that was incredibly powerful for me as well to notice this had this there are many amazingly beautiful moments. One of them I'm thinking of is um, I carried with me going to the hospital a great fear of doctors, a real fear of doctors and med- the medical environment. And I was met by such amazing souls who cared for me, who actually really looked in my eyes and saw the person I am and had real conversations with me and listened to me and interacted with me. I never felt like I was just another patient moving through the doors. And just the blessing of that, mm-hmm. just the, the, that these people actually cared so deeply about my wellness was an incredible um, experience for me, an incredible shift for me in consciousness around uh, around the allopathic industry, and uh, really made me question the stories that I tell myself about doctors and, and medical care. I'd love to hear that. I'm so grateful that you receive such wonderful care. Um, that makes my heart happy as well. Um, I would love to hear, Ariana, where you are being 
called or, or where you feel um, you're being called into the world next or, or in this moment? How are yeah. you? Yeah. What's, what's happening there for you? What's next? Um, I am in the process. I've done a lot. This last year has been really exciting for me. I um, I was part of a, a collaborative book project called The Ancestors Within, which is just a, a 25 authors who came together to write about their individual experiences in accessing ancestral wisdom. And that was, it, it was so much fun to meet everybody and work with everyone. And I wrote a children's book called The Changing Story, which was, um, a, it's, it's a whole another piece, but the, the really short synopsis is I was sitting by a river in 2007 and it told me a story. And this year, I, in, because of the time, um, I was finally able to find an illustrator and get that book put together and release it for children. And so uh, those two things were inspiring for me in a lot of ways. Um, one of the things that I realized in coming back to the changing story was that we're really in a time of intense change, probably the most change that I have ever personally experienced in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And we're changing on every level planetarily. This is a global thing. It's not just in your neighborhood or in your house. It's like everybody is changing. Right. So I'm really aware that tools for change are important. And I'm aware that people are looking for teachers. And I have been very blessed to interact with a lot of amazing people all over the planet. And so I am creating, in the process of creating and will launch in January, uh, an online education, spiritual education um, site uh, called Soulful. F-U-L-L, Soulful. Mm -hmm. And um, Soulful will do several things. It will have a huge free resource bank of teachings from lots of people and uh, lots of tools that you can just go to the site and access. And then a membership program that will allow you access to a number of teachers all over the planet. And you'll be able to go in by category and look at what kind of, of uh, tools you're looking for you'll be able to try samples of different teachers and then be referred out to longer, if you're interested in longer courses with those teachers, you'll be able to go straight to their sites and work directly um, with them on the work that they're doing. So it's kind of a, an introduction site. Mm -hmm. um, that's important to me because uh, having worked in the world, I can't tell you the number of painful, painful stories I've heard from people who, who came across someone who said they were a teacher and who taught them in a less than professional and less than beneficial way. Mm -hmm. So these are all teachers who have been curated. They've all been vetted. I know them. I've worked with them. I know what they're up to in the world. And what a privilege it is for me to introduce people to these amazing teachers. And I'll be teaching there myself. But it's, it's a bigger picture than just me, which is also a really nice thing because it, it, you know, when you run a spiritual center, it's you. <laughs> so um, I'm really excited about, about making these connections for people and, and um, 
there are some similar sites to this out in the world that are really big sites. Millions of people are literally, really. I'm not looking for millions of people. I want this to remain small enough and intimate enough to really build community and uh, to know the faces and the people who are involved. And so right now I'm working on the website development and the content and uh, cultivating the faculty. And uh, I expect, like I said, to launch the site in, um, in January. And the, the website address is a soulful world, S-O-U-L dash F-U-L-L, a soulful world. And um, we'll be doing some leading some retreats. So there will be some personal work. We'll be doing lots of stuff online and um, have lots of resources available for people. I'm right now planning a very short three-day event in December that will be an opportunity for people to think about how they live soulfully in 2022. And so, uh, so there's a lot, Aileen. There's a lot. And I'm so... I, I, we're on zoom. And so we can see each other's faces. You can't see my face, but I am gleeful. I am so excited. Um, Ariana, you, you know, I've met a lot of teachers in my life as well. And, um, I can really say that you are one of the most embodied, joyful, um, holders of sacred space that I have encountered. And so the fact that, um, well, the the fact that you're going to be, um, that more people will be able to have access to you in this format, I think is where we're going. Right. And, and you are such a natural bridge. You're a bridge builder and you're a bridge. I feel between the heart and the mind. And, um, so this is just such a beautiful, exciting network and it's such a beautiful and natural next step, um, for your work in the world. It's really thrilling. Well, and what's amazing to me, like just, it makes my heart beat in like that um, Bugs Bunny kind of beating where you can see your heart pounding out of your chest is that I was fighting lung cancer four months ago. And that, that that's possible, Mm -hmm. that it's possible to have a, a crisis moment in your life and in a, in a relatively short time, to pick up and move to the next thing. You just don't know what spirit is taking you to, but having an openness and a willingness to experience what's ahead and to allow spirit, the freedom to move you um, makes all the difference. It absolutely does. And I think your story and this conversation will just inspire so many people who may be, um, who just may be in their own crisis moment or who may not yet have that understanding of the power of creating our own story through our thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. And so I will for sure um, in the show notes, link your website. We know it's not quite live yet, but I'm sure it will be soon. And I'm just really excited for, um, for your presence, your light to just shine farther and wider in the world. And I love to hear too, that, that it's, um, that it's a network, right? Cause the, like, as Buddha said, the next Buddha is the Sangha. So to create community and network really feels like where we're going. Absolutely. And so that you, you know, none of us have to do it alone. Yep. Love that. 
Ariana, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom today. Um, anything else that you want to add before we sign off? Just that I love seeing you do this. And thank you so much for inviting me to be a guest. Uh, my heart is with you as you do your really amazing work in the world. Thank you, Ariana. So until next time, everyone, um, onward in love. Thank you.